up, everybody? Welcome to the Next Guy Up podcast weekend preview. We are done with season previews. We're done with Friday Futures. It is time to talk about what is going on here and now in the football season. And I could not be more excited to get this football season started, Mason. We are so pumped. It's been a long wait, and it's finally here. Football every weekend until the middle of February, and we can't wait. We cannot wait. It is going to be such a good weekend. Um, quick shout out. It's just me and Mason today. Shout out our guy, Zach. He is on vacation this week, enjoying the mountains of Colorado. And I, for one, am very jealous. I've been seeing all their social media stuff, and it is absolutely gorgeous out there in the mountains. It looks like he's had some fire food. And uh, just, you know, shout out, shout out Zach out in the wilderness. And that's how we treat our employees here at the Next Guy Up podcast. Uh, We got vacation weeks, vacation days, and Zach is using his up. So congrats to you, Zach, for, uh, you know, taking advantage of all the wonderful perks here at the Next Guy Up. Yep, exactly. I mean, I right before this podcast, we started recording. We all went on a cruise together because of the success of this podcast. You know, we had some early sponsors early on helped us take a vacation. I'm going on a trip this weekend. I'm going up to Indy. Talk about that in our picks here in a little while. But we do have an action-packed episode for you today. Um, first, we're going to kick off things by just doing a quick recap of everything that happened last weekend that was news and noteworthy. Then we're going to take a look ahead at our favorite matchups in the NFL and college football slate. Following that up, we're going to do, and this might be my favorite thing that we're doing this year. We've been talking about it all summer, but hop on a prop is hop where on a prop. we are going to be giving out our favorite player prop, maybe a team prop, game prop. But these are my favorite things to bet on. Is, is player props. And so we're super excited to be giving those out every week. And then we're going to be each giving you a best bet. These are bets we've been looking at all week that we feel the strongest about. And then we're going to wrap up the episode. I mean, will we be a gambling podcast if we didn't have a parlay? So we're going to start things off with a four-legger this week. Since Zach's out, we're both going to give two legs. Next week, we'll go three. Each of us will give a leg. But I'm very excited for that. And I just can't wait to hear what Zach's leg for a parlay is going to be next week. <laughs> it's going to be really exciting. It's probably going to be like something you can't parlay together, like Joe Milton MVP yes. or, uh, <laughs> you know, the over on the wins or something. Well, you can do over on the wins for UT, it's, but it's got to be something UT. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. We uh, we always do this whenever we're all together watching a, a game, or you know, it's Thursday night and we're texting. We're like, "Hey, let's let's cook something up, guys. Let's all give out a leg and see if we can hit." And Zach's always gets his to like the most negative you can get. It'd be like the quarterback to throw three three passes <laughs> for minus minus eighteen thousand million. <laughs> he's like, "What's well, gonna hit?" <laughs> Thank you, so Zach. We, we you added 15 cents to our parlay. Thank Appreciate you. it. Yes. So it's great. We can't wait to have his contributions to the to the pods parlay. Uh, well, so, I know. No, you go ahead. 
I was going to just say, you know how ready we are to go right now. The fact that we have on some Next Guy Up merch. Look at Tinsley. Look at myself. If you're watching on YouTube, you need to look on YouTube. Reach out on social media. We'll get you a shirt. We'll figure something out. We'll get you a shirt. We'll get you a hoodie. Whatever you need. We got you. Um, Stickers. We got some car stickers. I'm about to be putting some everywhere. All right. So we'll go ahead and dive on into this episode here. Um, now Mason was moving this last weekend, so he was not able to keep up with as much of the college week one slate as he probably wanted to, but Hey, that's life. You got to move, um, took advantage of a great opportunity to get moved in on a long holiday weekend. The timing couldn't have been better with a three day weekend and we're moving. I, if we ever do it again, you got to pay somebody at this point. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just so much That's exhaustion. Hard. And we were just, and then the fact that I look on my phone and there's probably 115 text messages at one time, just through group texts of, I was like, what's going on with football? But, you know, that's part of and we we're on to a, the next yeah. week, and I'm I'm gonna be zoned in and ready to go. So, and I mean to be honest, if you had to pick a weekend to miss, uh, I think you picked the right week because you don't want to miss week one of NFL, which is this weekend. Nope. And then this this week one of college was was somewhat weak in my opinion. You you had you had the the big exciting game TCU and Colorado. Colorado pulling the upset of a lifetime being 20 point dogs uh, look great. I mean, they're his, the, the quarterback proved that he was not the start, starting quarterback just because he's Dion's son. I think people kind of want to like throw that out and be like, well, it's just because he's Dion's son. That's why he's a starter. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school with D one offers from pretty much everyone. He's a he's a good quarterback. He deserves this this opportunity to play. So he balled out. It was it was a fun game back and forth. Um, a lot of hype around Colorado now, which I think Mason's going to get into here in a little bit. Um, the next game, probably the most exciting thing on the slate was LSU Florida State was supposed to be a lot bigger of a game than it was. Florida State came out and just ran away with it. Um, their quarterback put on a, a great performance and all those transfer wide receivers really showed out and they kind of blew LSU out. The LSU scored a long bomb, like 75 yard touchdown with no time left. It was, I like blinked and I was like, wait, they scored. I thought this game was over. Um, and then Monday night wraps up with Duke versus Clemson mm. in a game that Clemson in years past blows these guys out by 30. Uh, I don't think this this quarterback Klupnik is the pedigree of a Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, even a Brian like a, a Kelly. I can't remember his last name, uh, Kelly Bryant. But uh, yeah, yeah. You, you know who they could have probably used? And because I, I was watching this game, and I, I've been pretty high up on Oregon State. They got this this quarterback named DJ Ugalongalele. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know where he came from, but it, I, I bet you Clemson could use a quarterback like that. Good, solid, veteran quarterback. Didn't turn the ball over. You know, just a good, solid. I don't know. I don't know. So Clemson loses outright to Duke, which is wild, which ignore my Twitter pick that I gave out. Clemson minus seven and a half first half. Yikes, that was bad. Well, I want to give a exclusive behind the scenes of what took place when we were putting in our picks for the final four for college football. 
I may have done some research and clicked on the wrong article because I was sold on Clemson to get to the Final Four. What a disaster of a pick. And I put that in there, and Zach said he did, like, throw up emojis, I think, or something. And yeah. it was like it was, like, garbage pick or whatever, and he was, like, trashing on the pick. And he said Dabo was washed. And he did so much hating on it that he convinced me to switch. And I was like, you know what? It'd be just fun to root for UT, which I don't know how much we'll dive in on that because it was at first it was a little rocky, but it was a you know a, a UT looked good, so I feel pretty good about switching. But Zach was from the start hating on him. I wish yeah. he would have hated on him so much. I would have picked Duke money line and made <laughs> a lot of money, but we didn't get that far. But yeah, maybe everybody's already calling for Dabo on the hot seat. I don't know if that's the case, but. I mean, he did win that's, a championship. Yeah, with your that's boy with my boy T Law. Um, that's one of those situations where I, I don't think the hot seat really exists for him. He's still got really high recruiting classes coming in. His buyout is sixty-four million dollars this year. His buyout sixty million dollars next year, and then I think it goes like fifty-eight. So he's he's probably just there. Sorry, Clemson fans, but you kind of signed up for this. And I probably wouldn't be so down on him if he wasn't so vocal about – he was like, if if college players ever get paid to play, I'll quit because that's just not what we stand for. This is supposed to be a game. It should be about their education. It's like, dude, just shut up. Just, just shut up. Well, if that's the case, don't pay any of your players and see how you do in recruiting at this point because that exactly. is the hand that you're dealt. And you're yeah. just – I, I did it real quick. I have the game of the week, in my opinion. Okay. And that's going to be Oklahoma versus Arkansas State. Who's the head coach for Arkansas State, real quick? <laughs> oh. oh, you mean this last weekend? <laughs> yes. Oh, poor, poor Butch Jones. Butch Jones. If you're a Tennessee fan, you know who he is. Uh, what's the final score, you might ask? 73-0. to zero. Uh, real quick, I have I have a quick box score, by the way. Um, Oklahoma had 308 yards, two touchdowns, another guy, backup quarterback, 11 for 11, 114 yards, a touchdown, and then they just started running the ball because they have like 10 different runners on here with multiple carries. So they were just kind of – Arkansas was – that was a blowout. Looked yeah. bad from the, from the start, Arkansas State, but – I thought that was pretty funny just to see, you know, Butch Jones. I'm sure a lot of Tennessee fans enjoyed that. But, uh, uh, that was Zach. We were, I was in Knoxville watching it with Zach, and we we had the UT game on. It wasn't really that interesting of a game, to be honest. And Zach was more, he, he kept screenshotting the score, and he was, like, keeping up with what was going on. He was like, ha-ha, suck it, Butch. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Um, but, yeah, nothing really else stood out to me over the weekend. Um as far as like things I super like took away from it's the first couple weeks of college football is just, it's like the NFL preseason to an extent. There are some matchups where it is important. Like they like Florida state LSU. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good matchup. Um, But for the most part, there are, those are far and in between. It's a lot of cupcakes getting beat up. Um, So that's all I had for the recap. Um, Pac-12 basically yeah, had a yeah, bunch Pac-12. of – they they had L's all off season with basically the conference falling apart. But last week they had wins 
basically yeah. every team. Every team. They were undefeated in the conference, so that was a win. I still don't think that saves anything, but oh yeah, they're still leaving, and it looks like Oregon State and Washington State are either going to absorb the Mountain West to become the Pac-12, or the Pac-12 is going to go away, and those two teams will join the Mountain West. I think it's whichever one makes the most money. It does. It stinks because I like the Pac-12. There's a lot of teams I like rooting for over there. Um, they've just made it impossible to watch their games. Like you can't yeah. find them. I have YouTube TV, so unless you want to pay for Apple TV just for the sake of watching Pac-12 and I'm just I'm just not. So it stinks it um to lose a power five conference essentially that's probably what's going to happen. But it is what it is. They kind of set themselves up for this. Um but they enough did about have Pac-12. Great, yeah, enough about Pac-12. All right. <laughs> so we talked about last weekend. That was great. We're now it's time to see what we're looking forward to. We've got NFL kicking off, and we've got another good slate of college football. So, Mason, I'm going to kick things to you. Let's get college out of the way, and let's go. What what college game are you most looking forward to this weekend? So, you know how 32 seconds ago I said enough about Pac-12? You lied. Well, <laughs> not. Uh, so, we already touched on it just a second, and if you're like, golly, I'm tired of li- hearing about Colorado – Well, go ahead and skip ahead about two minutes because I'm just going to break this down real quick. What? No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Oh, just skip it. So uh, next week – so last week, the Colorado TCU game, I'm going on a betting perspective here, Mm -hmm. and that was uh, accounted for 16% of all college bets last Saturday. The greatest percentage of any game was bet on that game. So that was the heaviest bet college football game. This week, the Nebraska versus Colorado game has taken in the second most bets behind yesterday's game, the Chiefs versus the Lions. Colorado is now ranked 22nd after their huge comeback win that we already talked about, and they are now three-point favorites against Nebraska. So I'm curious to see. I feel that like, so the public is all betting have I'm going on a betting perspective here because I I know there's a huge breakdown of like college I can jump in, but I wanted to start with the betting perspective, which is it's going to be heavy public favorite on Colorado. So if mm-hmm. you wanted to, you probably should fade the public. Yeah, it's going to go. It's at minus three. It's going. The money's going to continue going to Colorado, and it's going to go to probably three and a half, which is a, the number that you want if you're going to bet Nebraska plus three and a half. I don't know what your feelings are on Nebraska. We've kind of touched on it in text messages before. Yeah, I uh, I, I think Nebraska made a really good hire this off season as well. I think um, hiring uh, oh, I can't think of his name, the Panthers head coach that got fired. Oh, no. Uh, he was a head coach from multiple different colleges, and he was great. And now I can't think of his name. I had it – I should have written it down somewhere. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'll look it up as I filibuster here. But he's he's going to run – so the thing about Nebraska is they're going to have big boys on the offensive and defensive line, and they're going to run the football. Um, Colorado, I think, did well last week because TCU's not really that kind of a team. They want to sh- They want to shoot out. And so what I think what happened is um, TCU is the perfect matchup for Colorado to pull that upset. I kind of do like Nebraska here. I do agree with what you're saying. I'd wait until you can get plus three and a half 
Um, but I think there's a good chance they could win. I mean, it's a home game. They played well their first game this season. So it definitely, it's definitely uh, con- contrasting styles as far as the two teams, how they're built up. Matt Rule is his name. Just came to me. Had a boy, me, Matt Rule. Good job. Look at you. Good job. Um, so I, I, it's definitely one of the games I'm looking forward to, to watching and seeing how it turns out. Because if Colorado can pull that game as well, I mean, that's that's two big big wins already. So, I I agree that we'll I'm, it's gonna be the most watched game. I mean, prime like Coach Prime over here. He's just he gets it. He gets yep. all, he knows how to do it. He gets the clicks. He knows how to t- take control over you know any news conference. Any he'll go after you know any news article. He's all about the attention, and everybody's here for it. Colorado quarterback Schroeder Sanders, uh, he passed the school record with 510 yards, saw his odds to win the Heisman move from 100 to 1 to 28 to 1 at Caesar Sportsbook. Wow, that's a big challenge. And then I don't know if anybody heard about uh, Travis Hunter before last game, but his odds went from 80 to 1 to 22 to 1. Uh, He had quite a bit of production on both sides of the ball. So yeah. that was did a, you did you get the snap count? I think he played like 160 snaps. Crazy. And I'm sure he was exhausted after that. Uh it's insane. But they also were the long shots to win national championship at 300 to 1 and that has gone up since then as well with everybody now seeing them have that upset they're putting all their money in on Colorado win the championship, which is crazy to me. Yeah, no, but it's wild. That was a little breakdown of what to expect. Well, what happened last week to what to expect this week in that game. Yeah. So, um, I went with because Zach's not here. I can talk about him without him. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I went with I went with Notre Dame versus uh, NC State, and the reason I did that is because NC State is a solid. They're never super great but they're a solid good college football program they're going to play good defense they're going to play an up-tempo offense and and they can hang with anybody i mean they've performed well in the acc the last few years the reason i want to see this game is can notre dame do it against a what we want to call a decent college football team because if notre dame if sam hartman can come out and and by the way leading all-time passer in acc history um can come out and they can command their offense and play super well and, and blow the doors off of an NC State. Um, Zach should probably be a little bit worried about his minus 800 Notre Dame to make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's just I just I just want to see. I want to see what this team looks like against uh, a, a comparable team because Navy's not that. It was always going to be a blowout against Navy. Um, so and if Tennessee can, State University last week. Oh yeah, I, three. I, I forgot they even played that game. Fifty-six <laughs> to three. The quarterback for Tennessee State uh, University had forty-three yards passing and two interceptions. Yikes! And yeah. that was just a bad overall team. So yeah, so I, I think if they can if they can blow out NC State, who is who's consistently been putting out NFL talent the last few years on both sides of the ball, um, that's. I don't know. That'd be that'd be worth it to me. Like that's that's a team I want to keep my eye on at that point. So that's my college game of the week. 
and then I'll go ahead and do my NFL one because it's short and to the point. Uh, I'm. I wonder <laughs> who he's picking. By I the way, I wonder who I'm picking. I'm very everybody. curious. Um, I am going to Indianapolis. I'm leaving Saturday morning after I get off work, and me and my wife are going to go to the game in Indianapolis. Uh, who are they playing? Oh, I don't know. The Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, I'm going for the season opener. Uh, I've me and Mason have been to the stadium before. It's a nice stadium. It's fun. Um, so the the perks of going to the first game or going to a game in general is you get to have a fun time, get to watch the team live. Uh, but I will essentially be missing every other like game in that time slot. Yep. And pretty much the next time slot too, we'll just be watching it in the car as we drive home. Which I mean, it's only a four hour drive, so I'll be home for Sunday night football. So that's good. But um, really looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a fun time. I think we're going to absolutely boat race them. Uh, they have guys out at every level, starters. It's I think it might be bad. And last time uh, we went was or against the Colts when we went to the Jaguars season opener at home. Mason made a ton of money because he bet like first team throw an interception. Matt, it was Matt Ryan check uh, lowest yep. scoring team of the day. The Colts check we check. them out twenty four nothing. So hoping to have some some similar. Uh, mojo going into the game and just have a fun time i remember that prop was like plus five thousand or something crazy like that lowest score team and it they didn't score a point so yeah maybe uh, you should put some of those bets down maybe it'll happen again with richardson out there they're lucky i was in jacksonville and it's not a betting state uh in florida or else i would i would have smashed it your good luck charm, Morgan's going to be there. She's it's not, true. Um, Everyone don't want to jinx anything, but don't want to jinx anything. But she is three and zero, three and zero in games that she has gone to. So, just saying, just saying, she might, just might have to start saving some money for playoff tickets just for her to go. <laughs> and then the Super Bowl, you you spend eight grand just to get <laughs> nosebleed, just so that they win. If they got there, I'd do it. I'd spend that. <laughs> So my NFL teams are going to be, obviously, I'm a huge Titans fan. I got a lot of hate for the uh, my pick on the Jags winning the division. Everybody, I want to remind you, I said the Titans were going to get into the playoffs. So everybody calm it you down. say that. They, people but, were coming for you in our group text, multiple. Yeah. Uh, Titans versus the Saints. And then we've touched on this a whole lot, and I'm high on these two teams. So we've talked about in the past episodes. I'm not going to go into it too much because we've already talked about it so much. But that's the Dolphins at the Chargers in the afternoon game. Uh, he, I really do think that the Dolphins could, you know, win the division. And I think that the Chargers, we've he, Tinsley's been giving me and Josh some hate, but I've we've I've already taken some bets on uh, uh, Justin Herbert to have the most. Uh, passing touchdowns most passing yards and mvp so (laughs) he hates it but he's just gonna have to get over it i've been making that noise a lot longer than it came through i had to mute my mic because i think my dogs are out there wrestling so i had to Mm. mute myself real quick but i've been i've been making the throw up noise for like a minute straight (laughs) but that's gonna be it that's gonna be a good game there's a lot of other good games that we are not going to touch on yeah, but I think we, me and Jalen, my wife, are going to cave and get Sunday ticket 
just because we've never had it before and we it's really fun. do think it's going to be worth it just to flip yeah. over to other you guys have youtube tv right yeah oh, so that's man. you should have you know i know I, there's a deal going on and off, we air, the last off, off air i got you a deal actually oh he's got he's got deals upon deals everybody off air off air, off air. Um, so but yeah, no, I no, I definitely, I think those are both very two very interesting games as well. I think Titans and Saints, you're going to see what your guys' offense is going to look like against a really good. I, for as much crap as we've given the NFC South for being terrible, the Saints are solid on both sides of the ball, and their mm-hmm. defense has always been good. So we'll see how that Titans offensive line is going to look because, uh, from all accounts that I've seen, uh, Cameron. Cameron Jordan might have a heyday back there on Ryan Taylor. Yeah. And uh but we'll see how D Hop looks against against that secondary. But I, I do agree. I think the Dolphins versus Chargers is gonna be a very fun game. I think a lot of scoring back and forth. And we'll get to see this Kellen Moore hyped up offense you and Josh are raving about. I'm ready for it. All right. So, so. now it's time for it's time. hop on a prop. Let's hop on go, a prop, baby. Now I do want to. I do want to say before we get into the betting side of the podcast, yes. these are not. These are not the only bets. If no. you think if you think these are the only bets me and Mason are going to have this weekend or the next few that we're going to be giving you, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. But we will be making sure you're following us on Twitter and TikTok. That's yep. right, TikTok. We're going to try to give it a whirl for gambling picks here. But we're going to be giving out picks all weekend long. You're gonna to want to make sure you're following us. We had a tough, we had a tough weekend last week, but we did have a really nice Sunday. Um, swept the board, so we're looking to get hot in the NFL. College, you're not gonna see as much volume. Probably, we're not as big of college betters, me and Mason. Yeah, uh, but not to toot our own horns, but we dominate the NFL. We, we, I got limited last year on promos because I was smacking them around so hard on DraftKings. It's true. So, just saying. But um, I will say, here is the advantage with following us on Twitter is I am going to go ahead and give a sneak peek. I'm not going. We're going to talk about hop on a prop, but my best bet is already out on Twitter before we two days before we drop the podcast, and that is because. I'm afraid that this line's going to move. So if yeah. you listen to the podcast and then you go on DraftKings and you try to find this and it's changed, it's because it moved because other yeah. people were betting it. So we got we're going to get on. You got to get on social media and follow us so you can get it up to date instead of it being delayed. So just wanted yeah. to throw that out there. But let's start out with the hop on a prop. Yes, let's and do I'm going to go first. I have st- statistics here. I feel like I really dove in. I feel good about these picks. And I'm going to start out with somebody that I also drafted in fantasy, and that's going to be Tony Pollard, over 70 and a half yards, minus 115. The Cowboys are playing at the Giants on Sunday night. Giants have allowed the second most rushing yards at home last season with 165.4 yards per game. That's right. I dove in and looked at how much yards the Giants were giving up at home. That's how much I was doing some research and picking this apart. Tony Pollard's performances against the Giants last year, 105 yards off of 13 carries. Zeke had 15 of those carries. 
and then 60 yards off of 17 carries in another game where you're like, well, that wouldn't have hit last year if it was 70 and a half. I get it. However, Zeke had 16 carries in that game. You want to know where Zeke is now, Tins? Where is he at now? He is up in New England. He's in New fat. England. <laughs> looking real chunky. Looking like an offensive lineman. I think they changed his position on uh, after they saw him. But that's aside the point. Zeke's not there anymore. So we're looking at Tony Pollard getting a majority of the carries. And I feel really good about this one. So... We're going to go Tony Pollard over 70 and a half yards minus 115. Get it now because I think people are going to start smashing it and yep. it's going to move. I think it I think it will move to 75 or 80. I really yeah, do. That's, so the big thing to – we'll give out picks on Twitter early, but things like this will come out on Friday. But you want to take them. That's why we do it on Fridays instead of waiting until Sunday to tell you because by the time I think – I think Mason's got a good point. By the time Sunday rolls around, you're going to be looking at this line at 75.5, and every yard counts. Every yard counts. You don't want to be lose by yard when we gave you this 70 and a half two days prior, and he hits 74 yards. You know what I mean? If you have been betting in your life, you know you have missed it by a yard. It's happened yes. to me. Passing, it does Gosh. not a passing prop. Doesn't matter what it is, you have missed it by yard. I have watched the whole game of a blowout of like the two worst teams in the NFL because all I needed was five yards and then they go down and they get, get four it. yards and you watch the whole game just for your heart to be broken. So every yard does count. Every yard counts. Um, so make sure you're getting these picks in. If you see us give something out on Twitter early, we're only doing that because we feel like it's going to move. Um, and as soon as these Friday episodes come out, you want to go and find what we have bet and get on it early. Now, this next prop, I've got a little plus money on it. It's a little plus money prop for everybody. I went plus money hunting. And it is Love Chris, it. Chris Boswell, kicker of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, over one and a half field goals at plus 125. Now, here's the thing. Steelers are at home. I don't think weather is really going to be a factor too much into this. The Steelers nope. look Steelers look great all preseason. Um, their first team offense had no issues putting up points, um, but this but the 49ers are a different beast on defense. Uh, news came out today that Nick Bosa is going to be signing his contract mm-hmm. extension, so there's no issues as far as worrying about him being there or not. Um, I think this game comes down. To a field goal right now, it's at plus two Steelers. It, it opened at three and a half, so that tells you everything you need to know that the people are betting it and they've bet it down. Um, in a game where two teams have two great defenses, um, I'm a little bit wait and see on the 49ers offense as far as how Brock Purdy is going to bounce back from this elbow injury. Um, the Steelers have looked great, but I think they're going to be a little bit conservative in the red zone and not take chances as far as turn the ball over, because this is a very important game. Uh, the Steelers, I think play in the toughest division in the toughest conference. So they're they're I think Mike Tomlin's already thinking ahead to the, uh, to the, to the playoffs and every win's going to count. And I think every point in this game is going to matter. So you're looking at two field goals from who I think is a top five kicker in the league at Chris Boswell at plus plus one twenty five. I'll take that all day long. Mike Tomlin is not the type of coach that will go for it on fourth and three inside the 
25 yard line or something. He is not going to do that. So he's going to say, take the points. It's a long game. I could see them hitting two field goals before even halftime. Yeah. I I already took, I already took this bet. Tinsley put it in the doc, uh, the document and I already took it. So I was like, love it. Love it. I've taken it. And it's, it's same price. Uh, if you're a, a shopper of different sports books, it's same price everywhere. I've, I've looked. It varies yeah. one or two points, but uh, I took it on DraftKings because it was the highest there. So, but love it. Nice. L- little plus money for our first hop on a prop. Tens, go ahead and jump into your best bet of the weekend. Yes, sir. I'm ready to hear this. So, one. best bet of the weekend. This is the bet that we feel the strongest about. There's a couple things I had circled. There's a couple bets that I have about the same unit size on going into the weekend. But this is the bet that I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a lock next to it when I tweet it out on, on <laughs> over the weekend. And that is going to be commanders over 22 and a half team total. So that's mm. them to score 23 or more points. And here's the thing about the commanders, everybody. I think that they have an offensive coordinator who has lived in the shadow of Andy Reid for so long. He's been passed over for head coaching jobs because people essentially assume, well, that's Andy Reid's offense. You don't call plays. You're just a babysitter. And I think Eric Bieniemy is going to show that he is every bit of the offensive genius that Andy Reid is. Now, he's not on that same level, but guys from Andy Reid's coaching tree have done well in the NFL. You look at the Eagles staff, all those guys came from Andy Reid. Uh, Doug Peterson comes from that tree as well. So you've got all these guys that are great at calling offense. And I think Eric Bieniemy wants to show that he is that same type of coach and get himself positioned because he's gotten head coaching interviews. He just hasn't gotten the job yet because he doesn't call the plays. So I think this whole season is going to be him showcasing what he can do. And I don't know if you guys have heard or not, but the Arizona Cardinals are putting on the most blatant tank job I've ever seen. To so cut, obvious to cut a like an over ten year vet quarterback who has started for your team multiple times with Kyler Murray out before three weeks before or two weeks before the season starts. Uh, not knocking on Josh Dobbs, former UT Vol great. He's not a starting NFL quarterback, and you're going into the season with him and a rookie. Uh, his last name's Tune, Christian Tune. Yep from I don't even know where, like Tulane or something like some somewhere like a little school. It's not even one is listed as a starter. It's, they're both listed as the starter. You traded away multiple defensive pieces. I mean, this team is bad. This team is bad at every level. Um, and for as much as like the Ford or not, I'm sorry, not the 49ers, the Washington Commanders have been an up and down team over the last few years. I think they've really hit hit it with the quarterback here. If you go back and look at things about Sam Howell, his junior year, after his junior year, he was being hyped up as the number one draft pick. He could have entered the draft that year and for sure been a first-round draft pick. He decides to come back. They did this weird thing in the offense where they were running RPO and ran him a lot more his senior year, and I'm not really sure why they did that. He did lose some wide receiver pieces, so maybe that's why. But he has looked great this preseason. He looked great the last two games when he got an opportunity to start. He's mobile. He's accurate. He's got a good enough NFL arm. And the 49 I don't know why I keep calling them the 49ers. I guess because the <laughs> colors are the same. I don't know. Uh, the commanders have offensive pieces that I love. They've got two outside receivers that are great in uh, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. And then they've got a one-two punch at running back with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And they've got old man Logan Thomas at tight end who's going to catch – 
the most random touchdowns ever for you all year if you take them as anytime touchdown score. So I love this team total at 22 and a half points um, at minus 115. If my math is correct, I know we don't have uh, Dr. Math in the building. That'd be Zach. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that would be three touchdowns and a field goal to get you over. Or just yeah. play four touchdowns. So and, and I was looking at I'm it too. Good about it. You can you can take them to score three to, two and a half touchdowns at plus one fifteen. Um, I thought about taking that, but field goals are a thing too. So yep. I mean, you can score two touchdowns and kick a bunch of field goals and still hit this. Um, and they've got a good kicking game as well. the The stadium is sold out first time in years. They've completely sold out the stadium. the The fans are very excited. They've got an owner ownership change that everyone's feeling very positive about. So there's a lot to like about this Commanders team going into the season. I've bought in on the hype. If you listen to last week's episode, I think they're they have a shot at winning the division. Um, but so I'm definitely I'm definitely taking over 22 and a half points for the Commanders this week. Love it, Tins. Love it. All right. So my best bet. This is the most confident I've felt about a bet in a while. You got the two units on it. I got two units on it. I already took it. And this is the one that I teased that we put out on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and that would be Dalvin Cook anytime touchdown at 190 on DraftKings. So I did some price comparison shopping, surprise shopping, comparison shopping, whatever you want to call it. And I looked at, I have basically all of the sports books on my phone because they do a sign up like bonus bet stuff. And I like to also see what else is out there and what other lines there are. So the most recent sports book that's been the big deal is Fanatic Sportsbook. And that Dalvin Cook anytime was actually the favorite out of any of the any uh, anytime. So any Jets player and any Bills player, it was the favorite at plus one fifteen. On hmm. FanDuel, it was plus one ten, and on BetMGM, it was plus one fifty. I didn't have a chance to look at Caesars, so if you want to take a look at that one for me, but DraftKings had it at. Uh, at plus 190. So here's the thing. Are we worried about Brees Hall? I am not because it is week one and he is coming back from the ACL injury. I think they are going to ease them in. They did not bring in Dalvin Cook and pay him the money that they paid him just to have Brees Hall be pushed in. Now, I think that it will be a committee down the road. I do think that it's a long season and they'll start breaking up. But just to start, I think that they're not going to rush re-injuring Brees Hall's ACL. I think they'll take it easy. I think they'll have him limited on touches. Now, the coach isn't saying anything about it, but is he going to give away the game plan of this? No. So I really do think that they're going to ease him in. Veteran running back Dalvin Cook will take the lead role in this offense on Monday night against the Bills, Dalvin Cook, now this is the biggest one for me. I, once again, my research, I went and took a deep dive on running backs that had the most carries inside the 10-yard line. So the most attempts, they got the ball handed off to them. And Dalvin Cook had the seventh most attempts inside the 10-yard line last season. 
Brees Hall, because of the injury, that he was too down, far down on the list, and it's not even comparison because yeah. it's not fair because he was injured. So I don't. They're going to continue to run the ball and try to take some of the pressure. It's Aaron Rodgers' first uh, game with the team, and they he's going to be running that offense. And I think if they get down inside the five, he might do like a sweep. He might try to do some pat. Uh, play action he might try to just change the play and hand off the ball but i think dalvin cook is going to get in the end zone at plus 190 so that is my bet i already took it and we put it on social media i uh i looked on caesars real quick they do not even have it listed Uh, i think i think what's going to happen is Brees hall the the injury reports are going to slowly trickle out the rest of this week friday you'll see more of a is he in or is he out i think i think Brees hall will be out come friday so I think when that's going to go to minus, that is going to go to minus money if that yeah. if that news comes out. So far in the beginning of this week, so I, I'll go ahead and say it. We're recording on Wednesday. We had to do it a day early. I'm going to give a timeline here. The he has not practiced. He's had rest days the beginning of this week. So since he has not been uh, practicing, I really do think that they're going to get Dalvin Cook ready to go. He's going to be the main running back and they're going to ease Brees Hall in next week, week after that. They'll also have Michael Carter there. Don't get me wrong, but you did not go out and spend all this money on a running back just to have Michael Carter out snap you. You did not do that. They want to see the, the fans want to see Dalvin cook their new, they want to see Garrett Wilson. They want to see Dalvin cook, their new toys get into the end zone. They want to see Aaron Rodgers go off so i think that the head coach uh, robert sala already has a game plan of i think this is gonna on monday night we want the big star names to get into the end zone they're gonna push for it it's not gonna be a vulture random fullback or random tight end getting in they're gonna want their big names that they really do think about this stuff on a marketing aspect when you have a whole lot of replays going on at ESPN, especially with it being on ESPN on Monday night. They really do. I feel like they want to have certain players like get into the red zone. Um, yeah. Primetime games, I, this may be a complete like random theory, but my theory is they're not going to have like touchdown vultures in on a Monday night or Sunday night game. That's just my theory. I could be wrong. You could be go back and look at the play, uh, run back the plays, and be like, "Nope, they had this random no name running back in, and he scored a touchdown." But I just think primetime games, you're looking at the big names, primetime players. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So that's my best bet, one ninety, pretty good. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you getting it out on Twitter early because I do think by Friday it'll be if it's not. If it's not minus money, it's going to be plus 110. And I want to go ahead and apologize to the listeners that if you listen to this Friday and you go look and it's not 190, I'm sorry. Okay? I put it out Um, on Twitter. I'm sorry that you don't follow us on Twitter where we tell you we're going to be giving gambling. So now you'll follow us and now you'll know in advance. But you can still take it at plus 180, 170. It'll still be good. It's just not 190. No matter what, it's going to hit. So... You're, you're making cash. money. It that's just depends right. on how much you want to cash. That's right. So All that's right. my pick. So to wrap up today's episode, we're going to be doing our official next guy up parlay. Yeah. Because like I said, 
will we be a, a betting slash sports podcast without a parlay? The answer is no. Everyone loves a good parlay. It's uh, the quickest way to get rich in the world. It's now, true. <laughs> we've cooked something up today. It's it's plus five twenty nine, which I love. That's yep. that's a nice. It's nice enough that you feel like it's going to hit, and it's worth it. You know, five twenty nine. That's ten bucks. It's, it's a nice amount of money back. So I'm going to kick us off with our one and only college pick of the parlay, and that is Utah minus seven and a half versus Baylor. Now you might be like, I thought you said you didn't really keep up with college tunes. Well, I did for this. And that's because this 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 line is this is not a good line. Utah just got finished beating up on Florida. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but Baylor just lost outright to Texas State. Mm. Like I don't even know what division they're in. Like they they got brought in to be a cupcake team for for Baylor to beat up on, and Baylor got blown out. I mean, so I think their program is in shambles. It's not looking good. And Utah is a legitimate contender to win the Pac-12, who is emerging as like a very good conference this year. You've got Oregon State, Utah, Washington, USC. Uh, I'm probably leaving somebody out at that point. But, I mean, they're all four of those teams look great over the weekend. So give me Utah minus seven and a half. I think they just run away with it. Like the pick. Love it. And that's now, a, that is our only college. Now we got NFL. So three straight NFL ones. Do you want me to go ahead and give mine? Go ahead. Okay. I'll give my back to back. Now, I don't know if you guys really thought you were gonna get through a whole podcast without me giving one Jacksonville Jaguars pick. I I I, I did good just doing one because I could have done it at every level because I have one for each level of these bets. But I kept it here, and that is going to be Trevor Lawrence over uh, 257 and a half yards, so 258 yards passing. Here's the thing about the Colts. They are bad. Jonathan Taylor, not playing. Shaq Leonard, their best linebacker, uh, listed as doubtful with a concussion. Mm. So he's definitely – I don't think he's going to play. They're starting a no-name rookie at corner – his first job in the NFL, oh, you've got to go man up against Calvin Ridley, who's been sitting out for almost two years, and he's angry and wants to prove that he's a top 10 receiver again. Have fun with that, big guy. Uh, Shaq Leonard is their best cover linebacker who covers the middle. I don't know if you know this about Doug Peterson offenses, but they love tight ends, and I think Evan Ingram might go for 90 yards right down the middle of the seam all day long. I think Doug – so Doug, he he's going to use this as a final tune-up game. The starters played a lot more in preseason than people really anticipated. Um, this is a tune-up game. This is to get everything grooving because we got the Chiefs next week. And I think, I think Doug is not afraid to run up the score on the Colts because, A, he doesn't like them. Um, but, B, it's because we want to be a well-oiled machine and, and have the offense humming – with a matchup against the Chiefs next week. So you could see him pulling out all the stops and making sure the offense does not leave the field Sunday feeling good. So 258 yards against the Colts feels good to me. And Trevor's best two games as a pro last year, as far as accuracy, were against the Colts. Um, mm. it, he threw for over 80% completion rate four times last year. 
The first time was week two against the Colts. He threw for 83%. And then week six, he threw for 90.9. So he's very – this Gus Bradley defense, which they didn't fire him for some reason, even though they changed head coaches. Uh, Trevor Lawrence can just pick apart because it's a too high safety thing. He's just going to just dice him up. It's going to be awesome. Dice him up like a chef, Tins. Yes, sir. That's what we're doing. We're cooking up some parlays. Yes, sir. And I'm going to be there to see it. It's going to be so great. I'm going to just say real quick, I'm not surprised that Tinsley did that pick, but I'm here for it. Anthony Richardson and that Colts, I could see them turn the ball over twice, which means Trevor Lawrence is going to have the ball in his hands once again. Yeah. So it feels, I'm pretty confident about that one. I approved it. I approve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I looked at some trends. Once again, we're getting all the stats, all the research here for you, and I found some trends here. Well, first of all, I'll go ahead and tell you. It's going to be the Falcons' money line, and you're wondering, Mason, are you serious? You're going to put the Falcons of all teams in this parlay, and I'm going to tell you why. Bryce Young will be the 18th first overall pick to start at QB in week one of his draft year. Overall, number one uh, picks who start at quarterback are 421 and one straight up. Yikes. It gets better. The last number one pick, so those were round, uh, first round picks. The last number one pick to win his first start, you want to guess who it is, Tins? Take a gander. Um, Take a gander. I'm going to go. Cam Newton. It was David Carr in 2002. Yikes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's a reason why. So we are seeing this more recently, right, where the rookie running backs – or running running backs – rookie quarterbacks are starting right off the bat. It's usually growing pains. That's why I'm huge on any team that's playing against the rookies. Yeah. Uh, the Jags against Anthony Richardson, the Falcons against... I don't have any stats on the Falcons' end. I just have the stats that back up how bad the record is for rookie quarterbacks to start week one. It is growing pains, but go ahead. No, I was just going to say, the Falcons, they upgraded a lot of their defensive pieces this offseason, made some trades, drafted players, had some good free agent signings. I think the Falcons are going to be a solid team this year. It's a home game. I mean, Desmond Ritter is not exactly like a veteran quarterback either, but he did get the start a little bit last year. So I do trust that the Falcons end up winning this game. Yep. So that's my first one. Uh, the second one is going to be, and I just kind of drew a blank here, but oh, Falcons money line. Or Falcons money line, Ravens money line. So Falcons yeah, and uh, Ravens, yes. So go birds, but uh, I'll tell you why I'm going. They're playing against the Texans. They are a ten point favorite against the Texans. What did we just talk about? Rookie running or quarterbacks, and CJ Stroud is starting for the Texans. We haven't seen. Uh, we haven't had a double digit favorite in Week One uh, since Eagles versus Commanders in 2019. Uh, this one is a double digit right off the bat, and I think it's gonna grow. Uh, like it's gonna go up to like minus yeah. eleven, minus twelve. Uh, yeah, it'll probably close. It's gonna close around twelve. Uh, 19, 19 Ohio State quarterbacks have been taken in the NFL or supplement draft. 
One has been selected to the Pro Bowl thus far. That's just my – I'm not really sure how I feel about C.J. Stroud. He just didn't do very good in the preseason, but it's preseason. So let's let's pump the brakes. But I just wanted to throw that little tidbit yeah. out there about, you know, Ohio State court. I'm, that, not, a, that is I'm not a Stroud boy. I'm not a Stroud boy. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens, but – the uh the Texans don't play a, a primetime game either. That was a fun little fact I just wanted to throw out. But yeah. I think growing pains to start for both teams. Ravens, they are, like they are Super Bowl contenders, whether you like it or not. People are talking about them. So Ravens, Falcons. Falcons is a little more, mm, but with the rookie uh, quarterback stat that I threw out, I feel pretty confident about it. I, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, the Texans put their starting right tackle on IR today with a broken hand, so he's going to miss this game. The Ravens have a new style of offense going into the year. They're going to be more of a spread out, let Lamar cook, let him throw around a little mm-hmm. bit, which I think will help him run without stacked boxes too. More yep. more spread out, four set wide receivers. Should give him the opportunity to run a little bit more and use his legs without so many guys like focusing on that. So I definitely I like that pick as well. Like you said, they're minus one, they're they're minus ten. I don't know how I'd feel about taking that in the NFL. So I definitely like it. You want to? You think they're going to win? So let's let's put them in a parlay with some other legs that we feel confident about to get us some value. Yep. So also real quick, John Harbaugh is uh, eleven and four against the spread in week one. Ooh. So not not bad. I'm I'm keeping it safe with the money line. Feels pretty good. So tens like a lot that. of points. You can get tens uh, of points. Yeah, you can get, you know, garbage time touchdown at the very end or something or field goal or whatever. So let's just take those two money line. Feel pretty Love good it. about it. And go ahead, what was the total for the payout? Yeah, so you take those four picks, you um Parlay them together, and you're going to have a nice plus 529. So let's kick things off early and great as far as parlays go this year. As far as unit tracking and records and all that, me and Mason will be doing our best to keep up with all that. We will be for sure sharing when we do well and also sharing when we suck. (laughs) Well, there are podcasts out there, not going to name any names, but – they only talk about the good, and I started realizing that I don't like that because you need to be transparent because these are people's money that you're messing with. Yep. They have the option to take it or not, but we are putting out the content. That's why uh, we have put in the amount of research that we have. However, I just feel like we need to be transparent when we do lose. So we're going to do an overall record of our best bets and overall of the hop on a prop. So we're going to, we'll keep up with it and we'll be honest about it. We'll do like a little preview thing. It'll be like 20, 30 seconds of how we did the week before. And then our overall for the NFL season. Um, We'll, we'll go back and look at college and because I, we are up on college so far, even though we uh, were down a little bit randomly. Yeah, Sunday yeah. was good because we had a couple plus money guys. Yeah, so first. that helped. But we'll start keeping up with it and we'll keep it on track. But uh, that's a wrap for this episode. Guys, we we appreciate you all listening to us and uh, giving the time to, you know, take time out of your day to give us a listen. If you don't mind, please follow us. I know we're beating a dead horse here. Also, we need to look up where that term came from. But <laughs> follow us on all social media, Instagram. We do polls on there, Facebook. 
We put our bets out on Twitter. And also, please comment, like, and subscribe. But that is it for the uh, podcast here. And please give us a listen for our Messing Around Mondays next week. We're excited. Zach will be back. Yeah, Zach will be back Monday. And we've got a super great episode planned for everybody. So we will see you then. Out.